You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Lost Girl After Show. Hey there, Lost Girl fans. Hello. Oh, it cut in during the chorus. I got us just an audio clip of what we need. Oh, I'm so stoked, but it doesn't have the, the quack, like the... Those uh, are the quacks. All right, fine. It's a little quackier on the show. <laughs> um, hey, gang. So it's a Lost Girl podcast here on AfterBuzz TV. Uh, we're already having fun. This is season four, episode six of All the Gin Joints. I'm Matt Lieberman. Yell Teagle's here. Hello, everyone. Roya Tahiri's on the ones and twos. Hello. Yes. Um, so, uh, a fun episode. Mm-hmm. We got some reveals. We got some big moments we've been waiting for for years. Yes. Or at least one of them. Yeah. Um, I'm sure some Docubus fans were pissed and then maybe happy. Who knows? Yeah. Some, I don't know. Is, do they call it Wolfubus? What is, what is that pairing called? Um, Wolfie Girls? Bison, I believe. Bison? I believe it's bison. Bison fans got a got a nice a yeah, nice surprise. Did. Yeah, oh, it was, I mean, it was... <laughs> trick got a nice surprise. Right? Oh, gross. But <laughs> later on, pretty rocking. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna break it all down for you. It's gonna be uh, a fun fun time here yeah. on the AfterBuzz TV today. So um, we have uh, Yanka, mm-hmm. who uh, she's uh, she's Russian. She sings. She's an alchemist. She's an alchemist. Which I heard is alchemist and was very confused for the right? first ten minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Also. Um, but yeah, she's an alchemist, which is some kind of bird creature with the power of song that is mm-hmm. different from a siren or any other type of singing or vocal fay. Yeah, but I think later when we see that there's some she has some history with Hale, I kinda like imagined that they went to like school together. There's yeah. a school for Fay that use their voice. That's I'm my just decision. imagining this like weird fay choir that's mm-hmm. just like all these beautiful deadly singers <laughs> and they like they go on concerts and then they're also assassins yeah. and that's a good spin-off series. Oh yeah. I'd I would that. watch the F out of that. It would be like Glee Assassins. I would totally watch Glee Assassins. Yeah. Yeah, because they're also like teenage and hormo- hormonal, but then they're killing people and they're having like their first time on top of like bloody corpses probably not that maybe <laughs> that who knows and big be- musical number yeah <laughs> you know and weekend and bernie and bernie zing somebody yeah uh this is a huge tangent but but we should make that show yes jay firestone are you listening yeah okay we're gonna make this happen mm-hmm. um so she is uh doing this beautiful song mm-hmm. for uh the the guy who owns her for uh bamber He's Bamber. A, he's a Burak. He's a Burak. Mm-hmm. Um, he's one of the many Bambers. It's a very old, famous yeah. family, uh, rich family. It's up against uh, a rival family. The uh, Camazons. The Camazons. Camazons. Not the Amazons. No. The Camazons. The Camazons versus the Bambers. Mm-hmm. They're different types of fae. They don't like each other. Yeah. And they're in conflict over this beautiful alchemist mm-hmm. uh, who was briefly stolen by Marcus, who's yeah. one of one of the uh, 
What is the second Camazons. one? The Camazons. I'm so glad I wrote this down. <laughs> the Camazons. I was very confused. Oh, my God. The, yeah, this episode was a little bit... It wasn't as, like, streamlined as some of the other episodes we've gotten this mm-hmm. season. It, it felt like... It felt like that episode that you were a little confused when they went to that yeah. beauty shop. Like, they're cramming a lot of plot into right. these episodes. But it's also like the beauty. That's a great example. Yeah. Um, is that this one, Ianka's storyline was, you know, she's property of um, of the Buraks. And of then, the Buraks. And then uh, she is kidnapped by Marcus, who loves her, but is actually kidnapping her to kill the Buraks, but he doesn't love her, but he does love her, and then she's going back and forth, and who owns her? And it's very... And then she sacrifices herself. Yes. So, like, we we invest this whole way. Yeah. And then then she's dead. Right. um, Which is, like, very, very tragic. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's just... You're fitting in a lot, and I feel like at some point... We can stop introducing new types of Fae mm-hmm. and just, like, let's let's set some parameters. Let's learn about the ones we have. Learn about the ones we have because there are a lot of interesting types of Fae. We can use those again. Mm-hmm. These, you know, these two classes of Fae didn't seem to have any particular powers or gifts other than being rich yeah. and being angry. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're kind of like Fae without abilities. Why don't we just, you know, they're a type of type of fae we've seen before. I mean, granted, we don't have any more mesmers, but like one of the ones that we got in one of our one-off episodes. Yeah. I want to see more werewolves. Mm-hmm. I'll say it. Well, everyone wants to see more yeah. werewolves, especially shirtless. Especially shirtless. Yeah. We got a fair dose this week, but mm-hmm. we could have had way more. Always. Always more. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm greedy. I'm sorry. It's it's okay. Uh, the one thing that confused me is yeah. Ianka, She's they're bird people. Trick says. They are bird people, which made me laugh. But yeah. um, why why would she be wearing feathers? Like, clearly those feathers came from... Her. An, her or an animal. Right. Um, it's like, it would be like someone who is a fox, mm-hmm. the animal, uh, wearing, wearing a fox, a fox-like skin. fur jacket. Well, I'll, I'll give you one better, okay? Mm-hmm. Your father, you're both, you're both hardy foxmen, okay? Mm-hmm. And your father falls in battle. Against a, a, a dastardly hunter or some other kind of fae. Uh-huh. What better way to honor your father than to skin him and turn him into a fox fur hoodie that you wear into battle? I see what you're saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I love think, it. I think it was that to honor her family. It's to honor her family. Members of her family who fell, you know, over the years mm-hmm. from singing, the feathers that were left, she pinned to her clothes. Beautiful. Right. I like that. Isn't that nice? That is nice. Thank yeah. you. You know, it's the same in the Jewish community. We name our children after our parents. Right. You know. Once like, they're passed. Yeah, once they're passed. You know, in yes. their honor. Or grandparents, whatever. Right, right. But, uh, I like it. I yeah, like it a okay. lot. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> Thank um, you. It's a shame that Yanka's dead. I was really, really pleased at uh, her history with Hale and how that would play into the Kenzie-Hale drama. Yeah. Um, you know, at this, like, I was kind of like hemming and hawing because I'm like can they drag this out for any more episodes but at the same time I'm like this is an interesting wrinkle I guess they can drag it out for more episodes um, which they didn't and of course we're all super psyched yeah uh, and it was it was a great moment and it a great so, kiss he saved her and then and then he reveals that he she says were you hurt and he reveals that he was hurt from the singing but he played it off like he's all cool. And I hope that I hope that plays back into it. I feel like they're going to just be like, meh. 
But oh, I hope his it does. injury. You mean? Yeah, because it was very his. He just had a little blood. Yeah, but he was. He seemed fine. He probably lost some brain cells, but yeah. you know, no, they're not gonna. They're not, that's yeah. not gonna be a thing. No, no. <laughs> what I'm most curious about, honestly, and I know we're like we're skipping way ahead. Yeah. Um, but I'm most curious about how they're gonna open the next episode now that Hale and Kenzie are together. Because uh, Bo comes home from her night with Dyson, mm-hmm. or was that was that at her place or his place? It was. Uh, I, I don't. Oh, it was at her place. It's at her place. Okay, she's having this night with Dyson. She walks out uh, into the kitchen. This is how I imagine the next episode opening in classic Lost Girl fashion. Mm-hmm. She yawns and she walks into the kitchen to make something. She's kind of ha- half dressed, whatever. Shock. Yeah, <laughs> and it's uh, either Kenzie comes out and is the same way, and they both freak out and have like a like a, moment. a girl moment, or we or Hale walks out to get a cup of coffee, and, and we have the awkward moment, which then becomes the the girl moment. Yeah, yeah. It's just that's the formula of this show. I hope that's what happens. I hope that's what happens too. I'm going to be very disappointed if it's not. I feel like I can imagine you watching it and also having a girl moment. <laughs> because because they've earned it. Yeah. They've earned it. We waited, they waited, you know, if this was like season 2, I'd still say they earned it because of right. the amount of chemistry that they have. That's true. Yeah, and because, you know, and because Kenzie's my favorite character on the show and Damn it, she deserves to be happy already. This yeah. is crazy. And you know, after they kissed and she took his fedora off of his hat uh, off of his head. Finally. Yeah. She puts it on herself and she looked so cute. Yeah. She should wear the fedora. She should wear the fedora because it symbolizes who's in charge of this relationship. Her? She wears the fedora in this relationship. <laughs> yeah, she does. Do you know what I mean? I do. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> um so before we move on, anything else with the whole the Yonka thing, um, I think the idea of this of this type of fay, this alchemist, is very interesting. Mm-hmm. And it would, but it would be more interesting if like her singing wasn't so similar to like what I thought Tamsin's Valkyrie powers were before they showed the face, mm-hmm. or so similar to what Hale does, or like we've just we've had singing or like like vocal power fay before. Yeah, I think. Uh... I like it. I wish she wouldn't have been weak the whole episode. I mean, between every time yeah. she sings, she's so weak. Mm-hmm. And then because she sings the death note in a weakened state, she ends up sacrificing herself and dying. And I was like, you could be a powerful, awesome character. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. And I like I was having this thought as you were saying that, like, this is a show known for very strong female characters uh, at their very finest. Mm-hmm. And um, why wouldn't they service this character in the same way? What I think it could it could say about about the show and about femininity in general is that you can be strong even when you you do not have the greatest health, when you have limitations, you know, uh, to uh, protect the people around her and protect uh, the Bambers and to also get her revenge, mm-hmm. you know, knowing that it would kill her. You know, she used her last moments to uh, to try to correct a great wrong. Yeah. And that there is a strength in that. 
I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'll allow it. Okay, great. Um, That's my favorite moments on this podcast when, is when, I... when you allow me anything. <laughs> um, I wear the fedora. In this you wear the fedora in this. I do not even <laughs> dream of wearing the fedora. Excellent. I know I know my place here. Um, I really also, I, I felt like the Yonka uh, storyline, it seemed at first very... Uh, plot uh filler e yeah at first i was like oh another filler it's like another case of the week episode yeah except i mean the the only interesting wrinkle was uh yanka comes to bo because she says that bo told her to find her right um and bo not remembering any of this it makes it very interesting we want to know why she sent yanka yeah and then she must have known that her memories would go and I think that what's really interesting is Yanka says, oh, yeah, you said you wouldn't remember. You told me to come and that you wouldn't remember and to tell you to look in your knife. And she opens her knife and there's that nice little piece of paper where she wrote on it herself. Yeah. Um, and I did not write down. What but it was she basically wrote. it was like Yanka. Yeah. Come. You promised her yeah. her freedom. Yeah. She will come to you. Yeah. Uh, and it was great. And I feel like they're setting up. Here's what's going to happen the rest of this uh, season. You know, we have this mystery. She doesn't remember anything. So throughout the next uh, couple episodes, the rest of the season, mm-hmm. we're going to present you with things and go, hey, you you set this up to remind yourself. Yeah. It's, um, oh, what It's like what Memento. Movie? That's it. It's like Memento. Remember yes. Sandy, Sandy Jenkins yes. or Sammy Jenkins. I don't, I don't remember. It's been a while since I've yeah. seen that movie. But yeah, the fact is... Before she woke up in bed and jumped off the train, mm-hmm. uh, she remember she did a lot of things. Yeah, a lot of time passed for her on this train. I believe this uh, this episode she says that it has it was a month she was on the train. Okay, which great. Finally, gives us gives us a nice time yeah. frame. So in that month, she found this weird crown with her name on it. Uh, she got marked somehow mm-hmm. with this handprint. She became a member of the Dark Fae. Yep. She met Yanka and tried to convince her to leave uh, the service of the Bambers. Yep. Um, and she probably had a lot of experiences with her father uh, and, you know, fits into his plans somehow. Yeah. And that was the other interesting thing uh, to jump ahead to the end of the episode when she re- reveals the mark on her. Uh, and she says, uh, it was my father. Yeah. She confirms it. Yeah. Which I maybe I'm the only one mind blown. What that that he marked her? <laughs> that it was her father who marked her. Yes. Yeah. I I, I assume that the that the wanderer is doing everything. And mm. to me, at this point, because we've been hearing about him for so long, we yeah. still haven't seen his face. Every time anything happens, I'm just like, yeah, Wanderer did it. <laughs> Wanderer did it. It's Wanderer until proven not Wanderer. All right. So when she reveals this handprint on her, I'm like, Wanderer. Because <laughs> he's the Wanderer. Um, all right. I want to talk really quickly about iTunes, yes. if I may. You may. All right. Thank you. Um, so, uh, folks, thank you so much for listening to this podcast, watching it on the YouTube, downloading, streaming it. You're doing everything you can to it. I'm sure some people, you know, they maybe they have a computer that somehow transcribes it and they're reading it like it's a nice, healthy report 
a blog or an interview or something. I'm dying to know how that computer is writing my name. I am dying to know, too. I'm <laughs> assuming it's Y-E-L-L, but you do spell it later in the podcast, so maybe it retroactively changes it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Computers <laughs> aren't that smart, and if they were, I'd be terrified. But here's the amazing thing about computers. They have a program called iTunes. It's a really fascinating thing. I don't know if you've you've seen it. I'm yeah. familiar with it. It's this, really yeah. cool. Uh, you can download all your favorite movies and TV and uh, music and podcasts like this one. In fact, many of you probably got this podcast on iTunes. Look, at this point, I'm doing a whole bit. I'm being long-winded, but you know what I'm asking for. Go to iTunes, rate the show, review the show. It means the world. It actually does help us keep our jobs, first of all. Yeah. And know that we're doing them well. Know that we're doing them well and making this podcast more visible so that more people can find it, more people can enjoy it, just like you. It really, really does mean the world, and it only takes a second. doesn't cost you a dime. Go to iTunes, rate, review the show. Uh, we got a couple of reviews. I don't know if I read last week, so I'm going to read them both. Yay. Um, great podcast by JB97.9. What up, JB97.9? Uh, says He says Matt Lieberman is the best host on the After Buzz Network. Oh. A must, a must listen. Thanks. JB97.9, I love you, and I know that you listen to some of my other shows, uh, and I know that you mean yell too. Thanks, Um, JB. Yeah. Uh, Okay, finally, (laughs) finally is the name of this, and I love that. Uh, From a rocker who loves Sinatra. Nice. February 11th, 2014. Great cast, talking about a great show. Love Matt and Yell. Aww. Great. Thanks. Rocker who loves Sinatra. Yell likes you more than 97.9, but I like you, JB, (laughs) 97.9. I always like getting – I love getting name mentions in the reviews. It means a lot. I also do if people want – even if you misspell it, I appreciate it. I'll write you a review. Thanks. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be really mean. I just want love. Okay. Uh, So we kind of touched on uh, Bo's memories coming back um, a little bit. Um, What do you think is up with that crown? Annabo. Isabo. Isabo. That is her name. Her full name is Isabo, as you may recall. Uh, that was her grandmother's name. All right. It's 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 just a funny name. I agree. Yeah. Um Isabo. <laughs> Isabo. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Are you done? Yep. Okay. All done. Um the crown, I have no idea. I it worries me. Yeah. Um, especially because before she confirms that the Wanderer is her father, right. I was thinking, oh, like she somehow married whoever the Wanderer is and became some sort of death train queen. Wait, you didn't know that the Wanderer was her father? The only time that that has been said was by Tamsin, and I didn't believe it. I refused to believe it. What? No, that's, the show is giving you information. I no, refuse of course he's her father. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. No, so he's not, she's not marrying her father, I hope, but at the very least, <laughs> it, it looked, it didn't look like a queen's crown. It looked like a princess's crown. Like he wants her to be princess of the death train or uh-huh. princess of darkness or something. Well, I mean, she is a princess. Her grandfather is the blood king. Exactly. She has royal blood, mm. you know, so I, I imagine, I imagine that if the wanderer is as bad a guy as he see, as he appears to be, mm-hmm. Maybe he, uh, maybe he married Aoife and romanced her and seduced her, not for love, but so that his offspring would have royal blood, the mm. blood of a blood king. Interesting. Yeah, think about that. That's really deep. I'm just saying, 
she obviously fits into some sort of larger plot. Right. And he intends to crown her. He intends to crown her. Mm-hmm. Um, and the name was written, I assume, years and years and years ago. Right. So I imagine he intended to crown her before she was disappeared. Right. So um, this is obviously something that's long in the making. The question is, is the Wanderer Rainer or is Rainer someone else? And if so, who? Yeah. Why? Excellent questions. Thank you. Uh, excellent questions. Um, I think what was more interesting than the crown, I apologize, uh, was the the whatever it was that uh, Yanka gave her that mm-hmm. she opens up and it has her singing. Yeah. It it wasn't like a good old fashioned tape recorder. No. No. Nope. It, it was some magical orby thing. It was an orb pod. Yeah. It was an eye orb. Eye orb? No. We're, I'm, we're ca- I'm canceling this train. <laughs> this train of thought is not productive. It's not uh, productive. <laughs> it's not funny. It's derivative. And I hate it. But I do also <laughs> like this thing. You're right. It is not like a traditional listening device. Right. It was surprising. That is yeah. all. That was yeah. my note. No. I, well, I like it because it allowed, story-wise, it allowed uh, it allowed Ianka to have this big sacrifice mm-hmm. and then also not get rid of this device of the song that can regenerate memories. Right. Because also, beyond Bo, can we think of anyone else on the cast who maybe is missing some memories or like was was brainwashed to forget something at any point i i can't think of any right now but the prospect that device is exciting mm-hmm. it it just it poses a lot of interesting story ideas and i'm trying to think of anyone maybe if anyone at home if you can think of it tweet it out to us well dyson a little bit when they when he picked her up and they were driving back and they didn't remember the train there we go so Something may have also happened to Dyson on the train. We might get another chance to see Cleo. Mm-hmm. Maybe she did something on the train that we we don't know about. Who knows? Uh, but I like this concept of the box that helps you remember. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Um, the and orb I, pod. The orb pod. Fine. <laughs> I say fine like I'm pissed even though it was my idea in the first place. Yep. Stupid. <laughs> stupid me. Moving okay. on. Moving on to my favorite part of this episode surprise of all surprises i loved watching lauren and ebony together i don't understand it they have a level of chemistry that even though it's bs and it's just ebony trying to like it well no it it wound up being both of them kind of trying to play each other the tension of trying to play each other gave this like really nice sexual charge to the whole proceedings. It was amazing. Yeah. It came out of nowhere. I didn't, I really didn't see it coming and I loved it. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I hated more than everything is when Ebony arrives and she's like, well, I brought some za and beer. Za? Za. Za? Za. Really? Yes. Za? This is Lost Girl. If you're looking for dialogue that isn't intentionally cheesy, go elsewhere. Za? Za. That was the worst. Listen, Ebony is thousands of years old, okay? She's too old to say pizza? No. She's thousands of years old. She wants to remain relevant. She wants to remain hip. She's like those fuddy-duddy parents who are like trying to pick up today's lingo, except she's so old, she's still using today's lingo from when it was like outdated, like in the seventies and the eighties. What is that? Was that when Za was Za a thing? was the thing? I don't know if Za was a thing before the eighties, uh-huh. but 
I feel like it was definitely a thing in the 80s. Well, if it was gonna, in 80s pop culture. If we're going to take a moment to talk about young hip language, yeah. uh, the note that Tamsin left for uh, Kenzie, mm-hmm. I, I wrote it. Oh, re- please re- read it read it aloud. <clears throat> Dear K, I G to G, go Han Solo and all that. I don't know how I got to do this, but YOLO, right? Holla at you soon, Tam Tam. Yeah. Oh, wait. So did Tam Tam take Bruce with her? I assume that she did. That is an assumption we have to make because Bruce is somewhere. Get it, Bruce! (laughs) That's my boy! Oh, wait, no. She's technically, she has the mind of a teenager right now. So don't do that, Bruce. That's actually, that's that's gross. But, like, if you wait probably even just a few weeks, she'll be back in her mid-30s. So (laughs) Yeah, Bruce. Yeah, Bruce. Wait a few weeks. Get it, Bruce. In a few (laughs) weeks. Get it. Uh, but oh, I love that. Oh, poor, poor little teenage Tam Tam. I think the weirdest thing is Kenzie reads it and is like, well, I guess she's going to go discover herself. She's a child that you've been babysitting. Yeah, no, I feel like she would be way more concerned. Right. But I guess, you know, like she hated Tamsin before. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's like, well, maybe the, the, the honeymoon is over. Yeah. And she has to grow back into the girl, woman that I hate. Right. Eh, maybe. Maybe. But. I'm so glad I wrote that down. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, Lauren has a box marked fragile that's all of her Star Trek DVDs. It was great. It really was. It was so, it was like so like cute Mm -hmm. is what it was. Um, and like weird, like funny dorky. Um, and like, here's the thing, you know, she's always had, she's always had kind of like an awkward intellectual energy. Mm -hmm. She is a doctor. She is kind of a nerd, but I feel like. This is the first time that I feel like, oh, Lauren's one of us. Yeah. Yeah. And I really wish we would have seen that not only earlier, but more of it. Yeah. Hearing her talk about Star Trek, oh, I loved her at that moment. Yeah. Well, what I love about it is she's always been inherently dorky, Mm -hmm. but it it wasn't endearing. Mm -hmm. I feel like the writer's room has embraced how she comes off. And is now giving us more character details to make us like her for who she is mm-hmm. and not trying to shunt her off and make her into kind of a different character. They're not like giving her powers or like, you know, at the end of last season when she it appears like she's on the side of Sebastian, mm-hmm. you know, like she's not going down a dark path. Instead, they're filling out her details with with things that naturally make sense for a character and just make her sweeter and more fun. Like I instant, I instantaneously liked her more and I'm like, what does that say about myself? (laughs) Um, You're tricky. I I guess I'm tricky, but like also like, you know, I should like her for who she is and not just because she likes the things I like. Well, so that's the thing is I am not specifically a Trekkie. Trekkie is not my forte not at all yeah and i loved it and i think it's because i can then relate it to the things that i am you know i'm a super whovian so you you know i can relate that and go oh i have a box also that is marked fragile and it's all my tardises like I how get, many tardises do i don't want to talk about it how many tardises do you own a lot <laughs> okay they're on display they can they can <laughs> fill up a box that's a lot of tardises okay um, but I loved that. I loved when she was doing her captain's log, oh, doctor's yeah. log. Yes. Um, she's drinking and I'm like, and I'm like, Ebony is having so much fun watching Lauren have fun and like just having a conversation with her. And she was so relaxed. Yeah. 
And I'm like, the whole time I'm like, this has to be an act. Mm -hmm. But it just felt so natural. And like, maybe that's like, that's just kudos to the performers for for just being so on and, Mm -hmm. and being so relaxed with each other that they could make it feel that way. But it just, it was a pairing that I'd never ever considered but I really, really like yeah. a lot. I agree. Now, if we're if we're saying that, so are we saying that we agree that there is potential beyond the two timing on either side for them to maybe work things out, or no? I want there to be potential. Okay. I want there to be potential too. So I'm going to open up this hypothetical yeah. for discussion. Okay, if. They really do have a chemistry together. Mm-hmm. What is it about it that makes it work? Oh, what a difficult question. It is a difficult question, but it's one that I've been fascinated with since I started watching the episode like earlier in the day and then I finished it a little bit later. But like just watching those scenes, it just, I was sitting on set all day and I was just like, there's something there. What is it? All right. So when Ebony gives Lauren the uh, journals, the science journals for Marie Curie and, and Einstein and whoever else. Great moment. Yeah. Um, great moment. It shows that Ebony really understands Lauren. Like mm-hmm. she gets her as a person. And when she's relaxed and not trying to manipulate the situation, or at least when she's pretending to be relaxed and not try to manipulate the situation, yeah. she can relate to her on on a level. Like they both understand the Fey world. And this is maybe the first human that Ebony has tried to befriend. Yeah. And it's it just works because they they speak the same language. Mhm. It was nice. Here's I'm going to throw this out there okay. and I might upset some people. Um so hold tight. All right. Okay. Here's what I think. It's as simple as the moment where where Lauren's doing the captain's log and Ebony is just eating it up and is laughing and is smiling. In a completely different way from how Bo, I think I feel would have reacted to it, mm-hmm. and it's that on some level, I think that because Bo doesn't understand the science that uh, that Lauren is so passionate about, on some level she thinks it's dumb. Mm. Versus Ebony understands it and finds her enthusiasm adorable. Now I know that the show pro- it probably wrote was written in a way that Bo also thought that this stuff was adorable. Mm-hmm. It never read that way to me, and I think and and just seeing her and Ebony together makes me realize why I was never fully invested in their relationship. Is that Ebony gets the science, Bo doesn't get the science. She's happy that that Lauren has something, mm-hmm. but ultimately I feel like Bo will always consider her life and her situation more important and more interesting. To to add on to that just a little bit, I yeah. think it might also have to do with the the whole Fey universe. Yeah. Ebony is is Fey, has been raised Fey, is the Morrigan. Yeah. Uh Lauren is has been in the Fey world for so long. She knows the history. She knows what people are and what they can do and and what a Morrigan is. Yeah. And so I think that there's also that sort of understanding that Bo doesn't have. She's, you know, the unaligned succubus. She's right. been hidden her whole life, raised as human. Yeah. Even though Bo is Faye, I feel she has less respect for Faye mm-hmm. than Lauren does. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. 
That's very. It's a very interesting way to think about them. I feel like that's something we should revisit over the course of the season. Mm-hmm. I hope that Ebony and Lauren are revisited. I know. So what do you think was going on there at the end, though, when uh, Lauren does her masterful Batman and Robin reveal mm-hmm. where Poison Ivy kisses Robin and he pulls off the plastic lips? What is she trying to do? I I have no idea. I was so... Because right before they kiss... Uh, Ebony and Lauren are talking, and, and Lauren says, I still don't trust you. And Ebony's like, good. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't. And then they kiss. And I I knew that there was something up because I knew it wasn't just a beautiful kiss. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know what – I don't know. I have no idea, and I'm very excited. Yeah. No, I, I my big question is, is Bo in on it or not? I feel like they haven't had an opportunity – to really discuss any kind of long-term plan that would mm-hmm. require something like that. Maybe it happened in some scenes that we didn't see from last week, uh, but I honestly don't think so. I don't think Bo's involved at all. All right. I think she's going to be upset. Okay, cool. All right, so let's talk about Bo and Dyson. Yes. Right? Getting it, 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 I'm done. Okay. Uh, I think what was very fun to see was them at the doll um, and Dyson explains like you can't uh, you can't do that. We can't kiss. We can't be seen together. You're dark. I'm light. So they go into the closet or the barrel room. Yeah. And Trick walks in. And I got to say, did they forget that he is her grandfather? Because she turns around and her shirt's unzipped. You see. Big old, I just had I baby boobies. Right? They're they're awesome. They are. They're awesome this season. Yes. <laughs> no, here's what it is. She does not have respect. She does not have respect for, for Trick. Not as her grandfather. She knows that he is, but it's not the same way as if you grew up with your grandfather, you always show respect. She doesn't really show respect for anybody. I feel like Except even, for Kenzie. Even people who, who maybe didn't grow up I, for example, my grandfather, both my grandfathers are, are in a different country that I, I saw them at most once a year. Yeah. I have so much respect for them. I would never be walking around with a shirt open like that. You're not the unaligned succubus. You don't know that. And also, <laughs> she's she's been wanting a piece for a while. Okay? Yeah. She's been wanting a piece for a while. She did not want to wait to get, uh, to get out of the doll and, and do it. Mm-hmm. She was going to take what she wanted and then leave. Right. Because she's a predator. Yeah. Okay. Now Dyson, as somebody who spent a very long time serving Trick, you know, and like is his close friend and trusted confidant, should have more respect and not try to bang his granddaughter yeah. in his barrel room against his barrels. Yes. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Uh what was also really interesting, uh at the right at the end after she discovers that she's been marked, uh Bo and Dyson are in her room and the Unamens arrives. And they say t- uh, the the Codex of Laws has been infringed upon. And uh, it was really interesting because, you know, as an audience and as both thought, she thought, well, we're in our private bedroom. This is none of your business. Yeah. And they go, no, no, by Dyson. He has infringed upon the Codex of Laws. Dun, dun, dun. Because he's the one who came to her place. Her place, because she's a dark fae, is dark fae territory. So you think that they are speaking at this relationship and not something else much bigger? I think that they are speaking about this relationship. Uh, Now, granted, didn't they have a mask set aside for him at the top of the season already anyway? I don't recall. The only masks I remember is the, the human doctor, the unaligned succubus. 
whatever they called Kenzie. Okay. Oh, the the human terrorist. That's it. Yeah. Um, well, terrorist. Yeah, I know. She's so cute. She's so cute. She's the most adorable terrorist you've ever seen. <laughs> He may have still he may still have some things to answer for from the end of last season. Mm-hmm. He's been kind of busy all season. He hasn't really had an opportunity to come in. So of course right. an inquisition was going to happen at some time, but in terms of breaking the codex of laws, him going to her place is a major infraction. Him sleeping with her major infraction. Yeah, unfortunately he didn't get to finish sleeping with her because she got all upset about the handprint and I the know. whatnots. And which is just like she doesn't have respect for him either. No. She kind of doesn't have respect for anyone. Anyone. I know. It's her it's her least redeeming yeah. quality. <laughs> she is she's so empathetic and she treats people well when she's thinking about it, but then if she's not thinking about it, if you're not right in front of Bo, with the exception of Lauren while she was missing, if you're not right in front of Bo, she completely forgets to be kind to you. Well, it it even uh was shown when Yanka was resting. And uh, Trick said, here, take her some water. And he's like, remember, she's, you know, she's weak and she's fragile. So be, you know, be kind to her. And she walks in. She's like, I don't remember you. Yeah. She has no um, tact. Yeah. Is that the word I'm looking for? That is the word you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. She's not a very gracious person. No. Um, Okay. I feel like we covered just about everything. Um, I'm looking at my notes. Za is written in my notes. Za is written in big old letters. Yeah. Next to Dark Belch, which is a great... Which is a great beer name. Great beer name. And, uh, 25% alcohol. 25%. How would she not notice... I'm sorry. I know that the, the audio peaked when I said yes. that. Yes. But how would she not notice how alcoholic it was as she was drinking it? Was she drinking it like 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 teeny sip by teeny sip? Like, right. like in micro sips? Or chugging it like shots? No. I don't know. Because then you don't taste it. You, it just goes down your throat. I get... You don't... You don't chug a craft beer. I don't drink beer, so I don't know. You don't chug craft beer. Oh, thank you. Okay? <laughs> you buy swill and you chug that. Got it. Yeah. Well, if it's 25%, I would chug it because there's obviously a reason why you're drinking 25% volume alcohol. She didn't know. <laughs> she didn't she, know. Oh, I think she did. No, oh, I'm kidding. All right. Okay, let's go into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. I love the flashing lights. We have flashing lights that go off in here. Anytime we do the predictions, uh, I'd be really sad if we didn't have them anymore. Um, <laughs> they're kind of kind of the best part of the job. Yeah. All right. So, yell. Talk um, to me. All right. I have this weird feeling. Uh, for anybody who's seen Sabrina the Teenage Witch, uh, of course. there was the season where she gets her uh, witch's license and family members pop up to give her clues. I feel like the rest of the season is going to be just like that, where people are popping up to give uh, Bo all these clues that she gave herself okay. and set up, just like um, Yanka. I that's probably a very good prediction. Yeah, I'm hoping that there aren't too many more of them, and that we just get to it. I don't want to meet the Wanderer in episode 13. I want to meet the Wanderer in episode eight, so that we can have him messing shit up for people. Yeah, for the rest of the season. That's what I would like. Um, but in terms of actual predictions, again, going with my, my pick for opening scene of next episode. Oh, yeah. Hope that I'm right. Um, want Hale and Kenzie to be very, very happy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think we're going to see more Hale and Kenzie, obviously. Um, I hope we see more 
Lauren Evany. I I don't know if we will. Dorigan. That would be Dr. Morgan. Nice. Dorigan. I like it. Um, And I hope Tamsin comes back soon with Bruce. Yeah. I want to. I want to see how Tamsin is progressing with her her giant slave. Yeah. Uh, the show's so weird. Okay. <laughs> um, Yell Teagle, where can the people find you? The people can find me online at yell.tv. That's y a e l dot tv, and on Twitter and Instagram at Yell Teagle. That's y a e l t y g i e l. And here at AfterBuzz um, on Sundays on Grim when it comes back, uh, House of Lies. And, and uh, uh, Sherlock. We, Sherlock. We do together. We yeah. do Sherlock. And uh, what else do I got? Arrow, Tomorrow People. Okay. I think that's enough. Cool. <laughs> it, it is. Trust me. You don't want to do too many. Uh-huh. You, you get crazy. Where can the people find you, Matt? Well, if the people really want to find me, and I imagine, I imagine that they do to tell me that I'm wrong about something, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, if you're feeling... Filthy and gross. You can totally follow me on Instagram. I don't know why you would, but you totally could at Maddie Lieberman. It's Matt Y. Lieberman. Uh, here on AfterBuzz TV, Almost uh, almost Human, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cougar Town, Justified, uh, Helix, another amazing sci-fi show, and Banshee, and Sherlock, and yeah. probably more stuff in the pipe. If you're in L.A. and you love live comedy, you want to come see some great live comedy, you can see me at the I.O. West Comedy Theater on Hollywood Boulevard, 6366 Hollywood Boulevard, March 9th. It's a Sunday night at 9 p.m. as a member of DJ Fawcett. Also, if you're in the area, we're doing a sketch cage match this week. Uh, we just won the first round last night. We got another one coming up on Thursday night at 11 p.m. If you show up, I will buy you a drink, I swear. 11 p.m. 6366 Hollywood Boulevard, Sunday night DJ Fawcett. Thank you all for joining us, and we will be back next week. Good night. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.